Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is James coming to you again tonight with another episode of Diving Into the Heart of God. As always, I am so grateful for each and every one of you that you have taken time out of your busy schedule. And I pray that as we have came through the holidays, as we have come through uh, the time that we as Christians have, that we have set a, a day that has been set aside to 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 celebrate the birth of our Lord and our Master. The man in which that all this has became possible for me and for you. And as we have came through these days already, ladies and gentlemen, and we have begun a new year, the Lord has really begun to reign a... a, a I don't even want to say a different word, but I do want to say that God is is definitely speaking a a word in which that we need to hear and I and I believe that 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 it's going to be a word that's going to kick this year off just exactly how God has has orchestrated it to take place. But before I actually bring that word to you, ladies and gentlemen, you see, because I've, <laughs> I've not put that word together yet. But what I did do tonight is, is, is I come to, to bring forth the message that I preached uh, a couple Sundays ago. Matter of fact, it was the Sunday after Christmas. And, uh, and for some reason, the church didn't get to go live that day. And uh, somebody dropped a ball on 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 um on pressing the live feed for their uh, for their facebook uh live I, i'm just trying to get this out so ladies and gentlemen i've yet to go on live yet uh uh on any social media platform that i have i, I do upload to to youtube but i do like to to process my uh my podcast in each episode after i record it um so with just that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I want to bring forth that word that God has spoke to me. And it was such a, it was such a revealing word for me. It was a word uh, that's been a, a, a fire for me for the past uh, couple years. And, and, and to watch the process and, and, and how I have gone through this fire, ladies and gentlemen, it has been so beautiful. Yes, it's been painful. But the process of it was so beautiful. And I don't want to get too far in detail before we just just in other words, I guess I just I don't I don't want to just straight up and just dive right on into it even though I really do because it's a word that's burning inside of me right now excuse me and it's a word that I, I want to go ahead and bring forward but I'm never ever ever going to get ahead of God and what he desires to do I, I'm never going to get ahead of God and I'm never going to get to the point of where I've not invited God to speak that I've invited God's presence to be amongst us you see because the very words that James may say may not be may not be the words that that each and every person needs to hear but if I allow my spirit man with inside of me to speak the very words that our Heavenly Father desires to speak, then the very exact words are the words that are needed, the words that will, will penetrate the heart, that will penetrate our soil so that, they may be, so that it may produce the harvest that God has desired for it too, ladies and gentlemen. So with that being said, after we have already just laid that part out there, we're just going to go ahead and just dive right on into prayer tonight. Excuse me, I'm going to give me a drink of water before we pray. Excuse me, sometimes I just get really excited and, and I just begin to speak so fast and uh, begin to speak so much through the spirit that that my fleshly man just begins to struggle a little bit see because it's hard for the physical to keep up with the spiritual and one day ladies and gentlemen that a preach 
<laughs> it might not be preaching through me, but that may be a word that a minister on the other end of this speaker, that on the other end of this on the on the other end of this monitor, on the other end of this TV, that they needed to hear. And maybe it was the whole reason and why God brought them here tonight. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's just dive right on into prayer here tonight. Let's just uh, do as we always do. Not that it's a formality, but ladies and gentlemen, it is the things that must be done here. So let's dive in just like we always do. Hallelujah. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, here tonight. Lord, that you have blessed our soul. Lord, that you have allowed so many of us, Lord, to see a new year. Lord, there's so many people, Lord, that didn't make it to this year. But, Lord, you have chosen, Lord, that we are the ones that remain. Lord, and as, and as, as we know, Lord, as long as there's breath in our body, Father. Father, Lord, we have an opportunity. We have an honor, Lord. We have a privilege, Lord, to speak your word. To live out your word, Father, Lord. To be a light for someone. To be salt to someone. Hallelujah, Lord, we thank you. So, Lord, as we sit here, Lord, amongst your word, as we sit together, Lord, tonight we come to, to break your bread. But, Lord, we never want to do so, Lord, without inviting you to be in our presence. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. You are welcome to minister the very words that you hear your Heavenly Father speak. You are invited, Lord. Hallelujah. Come in and have your ways, Father. Holy Spirit, open our eyes to see what it is that our Heavenly Father wants us to see. That this word may be revealing. Holy Spirit, open our ears that we would hear the very word that our Father desires for us to hear. Hallelujah. Bring forth the revealed word of God. Lord, and as, as we always say, Father, Lord. Lord, that revelation brings forth transformation. Lord, and you said upon the revealed word of God, Lord, that you would build your church. Father, Lord, we are your church. The church is not the four walls. It is not a building. But yet it's a place in which that you reside, Father. You see, because when, when Jesus hung on the cross and, and he uttered those last words of Tetelestiah, that it is finished. And as everything shook, and in the temple, Father Lord, the curtains were torn from top to the bottom. Father Lord, and it gave us, Lord, access to your presence. We no longer needed the high priest. We no, we no longer needed someone to make a sacrifice for our sins because the very sacrifice that ever needed to be made was made at that moment. And Father, Lord, we stand in the presence of a holy God. Hallelujah. Lord, as we just worship you, Father, Lord, as we just thank you, as we just glorify your holy name, Father. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for all that you are. Father, Lord, for all that we have not even seen you at as yet. Lord, that there's so much that you desire to reveal to us, Father. So, Lord, reveal to us, Father, Lord, your word. Reveal to us, Lord, the very thing, Lord, that will bring transformation to our life. Hallelujah, Lord, we thank you, Father. Lord, we stand in your presence, Lord. Lord, as the angels encompassed you and they cried, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, the one who was, the one who is and is to come. Lord, let us see you in that very same manner. Lord, let us see you, Lord, as you are in movement in our life each and every day, Father. But Lord, as we stand before you, Lord, corporately, Lord, right now, 
Lord, reveal your word to us, Lord, here tonight. Reveal, Lord, to us your presence. Lord, you said that your anointing would destroy the yoke. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise your holy name, Father. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, if you could just spend for, for just another couple seconds, if you could spend another 30 seconds just glorifying God, just continuously to, to uh, invite him to, to be amongst you tonight, to minister to you the way that he desires. You see, because I... I said the I said the very prayer that that I wanted for myself that I wanted for you you see but if you're in agreement if you begin to speak the very same things that that I've spoken here already tonight if you would just invite him to minister to you ladies and gentlemen I promise you that you will not leave disappointed because God will speak to you in such a way that is life-changing Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we glorify your name. We praise you. We honor you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, as this very word goes forth tonight, Lord, let it be your word. Let there not be any of my words, Lord, that is entangled with the very things that have been poured out from your heart lord as you have poured this word out once before lord i pray that that you would pour this word out again father lord to to those that are listening lord lord you said he that has an ear let him hear what the spirit has to say unto us the church so lord as we sit before you just as samuel did and said speak lord because your servant is listening Lord, we're not only we're not just hearing you tonight, Lord. We're listening to you. Hallelujah, Lord, we thank you. Praise your holy name, Father, Lord. We praise you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, very notorious for this, just like we spoke uh, uh, earlier last week. But we're just going to dive right on into the Word tonight. I'm not even going to tell you how long that we have already had the intro. But, but ladies and gentlemen, this is the part. This is the very part that we just, we can't, we can't just stop doing. This part of our ministry, this part of our worship, this part of, uh, of, the, of the ministering is so important, ladies and gentlemen. You see, because... I've always made it a vow to, to never do anything without God. You see, because I've done that before, ladies and gentlemen. And it never prospered anything. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to dive right on into the Word tonight. And tonight's message, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's message is will be entitled, The Refining Fire. And we're going to read something out of the book of Psalms. Psalms 51. And before we begin to read out of Psalms 51 tonight, I kind of want to give you the backdrop in, in where this, this psalm had been written by David. And David had written this psalm because of something that he had done. And David had done something very terrible ladies and gentlemen and yes this is the man that had God's heart but you see ladies and gentlemen that this was the time for war and and this was a time in where the king should have been at war but instead David was on his balcony you see it kind of started off where David was in a place where he was not supposed to be to start with because he was supposed to be somewhere else. And ladies and gentlemen, we could preach on that tonight, but we're going to save that for another time. But I know you heard what the Holy Spirit just spoke to us, the church. 
But ladies and gentlemen, David was, was standing on his balcony and he just began to, to look across the city. And he just, by happenstance, he just, he just happened to see this woman bathing. And the lust began to, to rise up within David and he had called for this lady to come to him. You see, in David as being the king, David got whatever he wanted. But ladies and gentlemen, the woman that he had called to come to his quarters was Bathsheba. And Bathsheba was married to a man that was in David's army. And the man's name was Uriah, the Hittite. And David had laid with Bathsheba and she had became pregnant with child. And upon David finding out that she was pregnant, he tried to get Uriah, he, he, he had Uriah to come over and to, uh, to, to feast with him and to, to get him drunk and with wine and and proceeded to send him home to be with his wife. But no matter the situation and where Uriah was, he remained faithful. He remained faithful to the king. He remained faithful to his, his fellow warriors that were out fighting while he was getting drunk with the king. So instead of going home, he laid at the door. And, and, and David tried to do this again, but yet he failed. So in, in his failure, he sent a letter to the captain. And he said, put Uriah on the front line in the hottest battle that you have going on. And then I want you to withdraw the rest of the troops, allowing Uriah to be killed. Ladies and gentlemen, a man that had God's own heart did these very things. And without going into the remainder of the story, and you can read that for yourself. But ladies and gentlemen, here we have Psalms chapter 51. And these were such beautiful words that David had spoke and I really believe that David he <laughs> they were God sent you see because within reading this passage God has spoken such a, a beautiful word to me so without further delay we're going to read the passage that we have here Psalms chapter 51 beginning with verse 2 and David said this ladies and gentlemen he said wash me clean from my guilt Pure my, purify me from my sin for I recognize my rebellion it haunts me day and night and as we move on down to verse 7 David continues and he says purify me from my sins and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Oh, give me back my joy again. You have broken me. Now let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stains of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Renewing a loyal spirit within me. And ladies and gentlemen, this was the very prayer of repentance that David had placed himself before God. And the very words that he spoke here would be words that would never leave his home, his kingdom, his life ever again. You see, because of the very thing that, that he asked of God, God worked through him. And as always, I have so much scripture to, to bring to each and every one of us here tonight. 
But so oftentimes, so many people have heard of or so many people can't quote. And for so many people, it's probably the very first passage of Scripture that they have ever learned. And it was John 3.16. And ladies and gentlemen, that's a beautiful verse. But ladies and gentlemen, I have another verse that is just as beautiful. And it's found in Luke 3.16, ladies and gentlemen. And this was John the baptizer where he was speaking here. And he was speaking to the multitude of people that was around him. And the very words that, that John had to speak was this, ladies and gentlemen. He said in Luke 3.16, take note, I baptize you with water, but someone is coming soon who is greater than I am. So much greater that I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Ladies and gentlemen, that is so beautiful. That, that is so beautiful. You see, because the very word of to baptize is to uh, is is the Greek word is baptizo, and baptizo means to dip, emerge, submerge, to overwhelm, to saturate, to baptize or immerse in, or to wash with water is a token of purification from sin. I'm sorry, a purification from sin and spiritual pollution. You see. The very thing that that John was speaking about here became the very same token that David was talking about. You see, because David wanted to be purified. And ladies and gentlemen, we all know that there is a purification process. There's a separating process that can be found within refining fire. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm going to read a couple more verses here and we're just going to just keep diving right on into what Holy Spirit has to speak to us. And in 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 6 through 7, Peter was speaking and, and Peter said this, So be truly glad that there is wonderful joy ahead, even though that you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials show that your faith is genuine, that it is being tested as fire testing purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed in the whole world. You see, ladies and gentlemen, Paul gave us, I'm sorry, not Paul, but P but Peter had was spoke with <laughs> excuse me Paul was uh, here I go again we're going to try this again Peter was speaking such an amazing word here and just as as David has spoke about being purified being washed as John was speaking about being baptized in in the Holy Spirit and with fire. And ladies and gentlemen, here we have we have Peter talking about, you know, that we're going to go through trials. We're going to face obstacles in our life. And the very reason that we have to face these trials is so that it shows that our faith is genuine. And if we begin to look into the word genuine, ladies and gentlemen, the word genuine is also translated as pure. And anything that becomes pure, it, it must be clean. It must be clean. It must be cleansed. It must be purified. It must be refined. And ladies and gentlemen, we all go through trials in our life. Those of us that, that not just call ourselves Christians, but those of us that walk accordingly. We face trials. And there's things within our life, you see, because God created us with His in His image and in His likeness, ladies and gentlemen. And, and through the passing of time, because we were born into sin, ladies and gentlemen, there has been things that has attached it attached itself to us through through time. 
and the very things that has attached to us has caused us to be impure it has it has corrupted the very nature that God had originally created us in ladies and gentlemen you see and the only way to bring a separation of these things is to is to wash it is to purify is to refine it ladies and gentlemen and when you take gold ladies and gentlemen and when you and when you, you this necklace that I have on right here it is only 10 karat gold you see but uh, today's gold prices are are very outrageous and they're very expensive you see but the truth of the matter is that gold has 24 parts to it ladies and gentlemen in the very necklace that I'm wearing right here tonight is only 10 parts of it is genuine gold you see it looks to be real it shines as if it may be real but see the reality of it is that beneath the surface is that there's things about it that has caused it to be impure ladies and gentlemen hallelujah and the very things that has caused it to be impure or the very things that that needs to be separated from it so that it can become pure you see and so often excuse me so often time we we think we're in the right standing we we, we think that we're, we're doing everything that we should be doing but when trials begin to come up against you you see ladies and gentlemen when that fire is lit and that gold has been placed inside of the crucible and it becomes liquefied the impurities ladies and gentlemen is the dross and the dross are the impurities and within gold is is copper zinc nickel and silver these are the things that have entangled itself with inside of the gold you see in the 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 purification process ladies and gentlemen it doesn't take place overnight it takes place over time you see and so many of us are are going through a trial right now and we don't understand the very reason of why we're going through the trial you see but ladies and gentlemen the reason of going through this trial is so that God can bring forth the nature that you were created in and these impurities must be separated so that the fullness of what God has created you to be can be every bit of that ladies and gentlemen in Malachi chapter 3 here's what Malachi had to speak Malachi chapter 3 and verse 3 and it said he will sit like a refiner of silver burning away the dross you see now I had already got ahead of myself just a little bit and I began to to speak about the dross and the dross is the separation of the two of that that which is pure and that which is impure you see in that that is which is impure it begins to rise to the surface ladies and gentlemen you see and and it's at that point and at that time where the separating must take place you see we allow God to remove those things from our life we, we let him separate the anger issues that we have we let him uh, separate the anxiety issues that we have we let him separate uh, the daddy issues that we have we let him separate uh, the pornography issues that we have we let him separate the the cussing issues that we have the drinking issues that we have and, and whatever else it is that has caused us to become impure ladies and gentlemen but if I could let me read on in Malachi 3 and 3 he will sit like a refiner of silver burning away the dross he will purify the Levites ladies and gentlemen in reference to the New Testament me and you are the Levites we are now the priest refining them like gold and silver so that they may once again offer, offer acceptable sacrifices to the Lord you see ladies and gentlemen this is a process and, and just like Peter had spoke in first Peter he said that that we must you see 
we're not the one that gets to determine if we're impure or not you see only the one that's doing the refining knows if it's impure the refiner himself they know and the refiner that's in our life ladies and gentlemen is God our father and he wants to remove all of the wickedness from our life he wants to remove all the draws from our life he wants to remove all of the impurities from our life in Isaiah 48 10 Isaiah spoke to the children of Israel and these were the very words that he had to speak to them you see because we would say what is the process of us being refined we we know that that will that we must be melted before God excuse me ladies and gentlemen we know that God wants to do the separating but but how does this become symbolic in my life how, how can this actually take place I'm glad you asked you see because Isaiah spoke these very words to the children of Israel and in Isaiah 48:10 he said I have refined you but not as silver is refined rather I have refined you in the furnace of suffering you see ladies and gentlemen through our suffering just as Peter had spoke excuse me just as Peter had spoke that we must endure these trials and it's through our suffering ladies and gentlemen and we don't understand the suffering that we always must endure but the process that God has laid before us is flawless ladies and gentlemen and I would like to take the time to show you in Matthew chapter 16 and I know I have quite a few scriptures for you here tonight but ladies and gentlemen I want to get this through our thick skull and I want this word to penetrate our heart so that we can understand the very reasons of, of, of all these impurities that are within our life and, and how God can remove them and the process of, of how he removes them. But ladies and gentlemen, suffering relates to a state of, of oppression or extreme discomfort, whether this, the discomfort is physical, mental, or spiritually. You see, that this was this was the definition this was the meaning what the prophet Isaiah was was speaking to the children of Israel was that they were going to have to suffer that they were going to have to suffer physically that they were going to have to suffer mentally that there was a spiritual point in their life and where they were going to have to suffer and the very reason for this is because God wanted to remove all of those things that are not of him he wants to get them out ladies and gentlemen and Jesus made this declaration in Matthew chapter 16. You see, because if, if God wanted to do this to the children of Israel, then it was something that had to take place for Jesus as well. And in Matthew chapter 16, verse 21, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many things at the hands of the elders the leading priests and the teachers of the religious law he would be killed but on the third day he would be raised from the dead and the writers of Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7 it said while Jesus was here on earth he offered prayer and pleading with loud cries and tears to the one who could rescue him from death and God heard his prayers because of his deep reverence for God. Even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience through the things that he suffered. Ladies and gentlemen, what things are we having to suffer? How have we learned to be obedient to what God is speaking to us? You see, because my Bible tells me that we have to continue. We have to continue to endure. Only those that endure to the end are saved, ladies and gentlemen. Only those that endure to the end. So ladies and gentlemen, as we go through the fire in, in this life, as we take on the persecution, as we take on the suffering, we walk through it in the same manner in which Jesus did. You see, and Jesus learned obedience because of what he suffered. Ladies and gentlemen, people that are so obedient to God right now have suffered much. 
what have we suffered? How obedient are we to God, ladies and gentlemen? You see, because if it happened to Jesus, is it not only fair that it must take place in our life as well? You see, Jesus, his ministry of three years was such a, a wonderful book. It was such a, a wonderful lifestyle that it was so much of the lifestyle that was the way that God desired is that we as Christians, that we spend our entire lives trying to mimic that same lifestyle. But, that, but the mimicking of that lifestyle can only be done and found through our obedience. It can only be found in our fear for God, our high reverence for Him. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 4. And here, here we go. We have Peter talking again. And, and Peter found that this was so true because there was many suffering trials that Peter himself had to suffer. Because ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know how Peter died, you see they were going to crucify Peter. But Peter said, I don't deserve to die in the way that my master did. He said, crucify me upside down. You see, Peter learned obedience through the things that he suffered. And Peter continues to speak here in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12. He said, Dear friends, don't be surprised at fiery trials. Ladies and gentlemen, fiery trials. I mean, we, we, we have to be refined here. You see, in the trials, if these trials are not be if they're not fiery around us, there, there's no way that we can come to the point where God can separate the, the impurities from our life. You see that these trials that they must be. Don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through as if something strange were happening. Ta-da, ladies and gentlemen, there's no coincidence of, of maybe why your car broke down. You see, God didn't desire to harm you. But through the testing of our faith, we become much more precious than pure gold ladies and gentlemen let me continue reading on here because i'm getting just a little bit excited as if something strange were happening to you instead now ladies and gentlemen this just sounds like it's such a contradiction because when it seems like everything's going wrong when everything is not going the way that i feel like it should he says here in verse 13 he he said instead be very glad he didn't say be glad he said very glad in one translation of the bible it says this consider it all joy <laughs> hallelujah for these trials make you partners with christ in his suffering so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all of the world. Ladies and gentlemen, one day, the very suffering, the very glory that, 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 that Jesus is will one day be seen by all the world. And just because that me and you are allowing these fiery trials to purify the impurities out of our lives, then ladies and gentlemen, we're going to shine in that same glory. And people are going to see us in the same way that they see Him. You see, because we have, we have pushed self to the side. And we say, Lord, it's all about you, Father. It's all about what you have wanted. You see, so many people, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to push away from the rest of my notes. And we're just going to speak here for just another moment, ladies and gentlemen. You see, so many people have been caught up in this life. They have been caught up in the very things that the world has had to offer them. But ladies and gentlemen, that joy is only for a season. It's here for just a little while. And then it'll be gone. It's just like our lives, ladies and gentlemen. It's like a vapor. If you've ever boiled water and you begin to see the vapor come up over the water. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what my Bible says that our life is like. We're here one day and then we're gone the next. Ladies and gentlemen, just in the past three weeks, I've heard of, heard of about five or six people dying. 
You see, ladies and gentlemen, we're all going to have to stand before God. And when we stand before God, right now we have the chance to stand before Him in His love. But one day, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to stand before Him as judge. And that's the side of Him that we've not seen since the Old Testament. but it's judgment that we have never experienced within our lifetime, ladies and gentlemen. You see, so many people have a a mind-conscience perspective of a 70- or 80-year life, and they think that that's just such a long time. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you something that's longer than that, and that's eternity, because eternity is based outside of time, ladies and gentlemen. And that is forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. The very decisions that we make now will be the very determination of where we spend eternity. You see, because the surprise that I have to say to you, ladies and gentlemen, is that we're all going to have eternity. But it's going to be one or two places. Either it's going to be forever in the presence of, of the loving God. Or it's going to be forever outside of his presence what you will never know his presence ever again once you have made it to hell you will never ever have that opportunity to get your life right with god it's done it's a done deal there's no redos no retakes it's done but ladies and gentlemen the very time that we have been allotted right now is the time that we are to seize we don't have time to be angry angry with people we don't have time for unforgiveness we don't have time to let sin have dominion over our body right now is the time that that we need to be seeking god right now is the time when we need to be telling people about how loving that god is We need to be telling them about what God is expecting out of them. We are to be telling them that they are to take up their cross and follow after Him. You see, ladies and gentlemen, if we're not picking up our cross and following in the very same likeness in which Jesus Christ had done, are we even worthy of the cross? I believe my Bible mentions that, ladies and gentlemen. But in closing here tonight, I know that tonight's message may have been a little bit different. But the very Sunday that I preached this, I knew that when I was studying this word, I knew that it was going to be a teaching. I knew that it was going to be something that needed to be taught. It was something that needed to be explained. Because I like to hoop and holler and I like to preach. But I so much more enjoy when I teach. But I will move however the Spirit of God has moved upon me. And I will speak just as He has given me utterance. So ladies and gentlemen, here tonight, I encourage you before we close in prayer, I encourage you to let the process of refining that God so desires to do in your life, let Him do it. You see, because if we go through the fire and we don't allow God to remove all of those impurities out of our our life, you see, we just get hard again. And those impurities were never removed from our lives. You see, but this is a process that only you can do. It's a process that only that you can choose to allow it to be so. But ladies and gentlemen, as the heat gets crunk up, as you're in trials right now, some of you may have lost loved ones. Some of you may not fully understand what is is happening here. You see, but ladies and gentlemen, I do know that God has our best interests at heart. Have you ever made a decision that caused your child to be in harm's way? The decision that you made for them was in their best interest. Ladies and gentlemen, what God is doing for us is in our best interest. It does not mean that we have to understand it. But ladies and gentlemen, it must take place because my Bible said so.
Matter of fact, Peter said, for a little while. Ladies and gentlemen, only God knows what a little while is. You see, the children of Israel, when they were, when they were freed from Egypt, listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, when they were freed from Egypt, you see, God said, I want my people to worship me in the wilderness. He never said that I want to take them to the promised land. He said, I wanted them to worship me in the wilderness. And the, and the very wilderness that God required from them was a one year of wilderness. A wilderness is a dry place. It's a destitute place. It's a place where it's hard to find any comfort in. You see, ladies and gentlemen, but because of the very complaining that they had to do, because of their disobedience, ladies and gentlemen, they remained and they walked around in circles for 40 years. Ladies and gentlemen, how long must you wander in your wilderness? You see, God did supply their needs while they wandered around because He was such a loving God. He took care of them. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen? Not all of them got to make it to the promised land. You see, because the very thing that He wanted to purify them consumed them. Ladies and gentlemen, I feel so strong right now that the Holy Spirit is ministering to someone and that someone you know who you are. Let God minister to you the way that He so desires. Quit being just that, just as He told Paul on the road to Damascus. He said, why do you kick against the pricks? Why are you trying to go against something that I have already ordained for your life? You see, ladies and gentlemen, God has called us all to something and the devil is in a constant battle to try to distract us. And so often we are distracting our own selves as well. God has a calling on your life. And it's up to you and only you that you choose to walk in. Ladies and gentlemen, I kicked against God for too long. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm right here right now. No matter if I have a church building, no matter if I have a congregation sitting in front of me, God has called me to bring forth His Word. And ladies and gentlemen, I will obey what God has spoken to me. You see, because I fear God and I honor God and I reverence the very things that He has spoken to me, ladies and gentlemen. You see, just as Jesus, He learned obedience from the things that He suffered Ladies and gentlemen, I desire to learn obedience from the things that I suffer. The wilderness is for a time. And then God wants to move you on to the promise. But He can't do it if you're complaining or if you're not obedient to what He's spoken. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to seek God. This is the very year that God is going to move in His people and in, in the very people that are hungry and that thirst for His righteousness. So ladies and gentlemen, we'll close here with that. A little lengthy tonight, but I believe that God spoke the very words that He desired to speak. So let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank You. Lord, we thank You that You gave us, Lord, this chance one more time, Lord. Lord, to hear your word. Lord, to hear your heart. Father, Lord, and upon hearing your heart, I pray, Lord, that it has penetrated into good ground to produce the very harvest that you desire to produce in us, Lord. Lord, there was so much word that went forward here tonight. But Lord, you know each and every person, Lord, that has been listening. Each and every person, Lord, that's been looking. But Father, Lord, as always, Lord, I pray that they have heard your voice and not my own. Lord, this is a very word that will continue, Father, Lord, to penetrate if they allow it. Holy Spirit, bring back to our remembrance. 
Holy Spirit, as, as we get off the airwaves here tonight, as we get off the internet waves or whatever waves that it may be, remind us tomorrow, remind us the next day, remind us next year of the very trial that we're facing because it's the very thing that God wants to purify us from. But ladies and gentlemen, we, do, we determine how long that it must take. You see, God has a set time. God, you have a set time for this. Lord, let us not linger beyond what you have already ordained for us. Lord, bless your word here tonight. Bless each and every, uh, Lord, bless each and every one, Lord, that has taken the time to listen here tonight. Because, Lord, you love them. And, Lord, I pray, Lord, that your blessing would be upon them. Father, Lord, keep them in their coming, in their going. Lord, and as we part ways here tonight, I pray that you will bring us back, Lord, safely with another opportunity to dive into your heart. Lord, and we ask all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I thank you for joining in here with me. As always, I love you. I will always leave an email or some type of link and wish that you can get up with me. If you're viewing this via YouTube, uh, leave us a comment. Share it with someone. You see, because this is a word that someone needs to hear. But ladies and gentlemen, it's also a word that you needed to hear. Please feel free to share, whether it's on Facebook, YouTube, any, any social media platform. But until we meet again, God bless you, ladies and gentlemen. I love you. And good night.